we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by our free mini course, The Three Keys to Never Diet Again. Tell me this, have you ever finished up a podcast episode thinking, heck yes, I just learned so much, that makes so much sense, it's all clicking, I'm going to do all the things I just learned. And then you turn your car off, walk into the grocery store and forget that the podcast episode ever even happened? Yeah, same. (laughs) Here's the thing. I really don't want you to do that with what you're learning here on the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. This information is so incredibly important and can literally change your life. So I created a free mini course, three video lessons and a workbook to help you turn inspiration into action. You can get started today with the three keys to never diet again through the link in the show notes below. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. Today, we are tackling clean eating. We're going to be discussing whether it is a helpful guideline or if it's maybe causing more harm than good. And as we get into the episode, I am going to be talking about eating disorders, disordered eating. And so I do want to be just explicitly clear that the content in this podcast all of the time, every episode, (laughs) is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. It is also not intended to be a substitute for one-on-one work with a registered dietitian. While I am a registered dietitian, I am not your registered dietitian in the context of this podcast. So please do seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions that you may have about you or your situation and use this as information and entertainment and then take it from there. All right. So let's get into clean eating. So clean eating is this philosophy 
It's a way of eating that emerged in around 2007 and kind of seemed to peak in popularity around 2014, really trending alongside the paleo diet. So it's not as popular as it was, but there are 47 and a half million uses of this hashtag on Instagram. So I definitely think it's worth at least having a conversation here on the podcast. And as I was doing research for this episode, it was really interesting because it's not like there's one definition and there's certainly no regulation around this term. And so that really leaves it up to individual interpretation. And you see that, like you see the way that um, some people will take this term to an extreme. And we'll get into that. So let's start with a semi-agreed upon definition as per the research. So in a study of um, about 150 undergraduate students, about half of them (laughs) defined clean eating as, you know, eating non-processed and healthy foods, eating organic fruits and vegetables and whole grains that are good for you. Um, Sugars and fats are okay for you in moderation, especially if you're getting the sugar from fruit and your fat from nuts and other proteins. Um, Another definition that came up is, you know, the Clean eating refers to eating less processed foods, typically cutting out empty calories, processed sugars, et cetera. And so there's no huge red flags here, right? Like this actually sounds like a pretty balanced and thoughtful way of going about eating. But I think it's important to note here that kind of similar to what I say about dieting, right? Like dieting isn't really just about what you eat or what you don't eat. It's really more about how you think and feel about food and how you think and feel about yourself as in the way that you relate to food, right? It's really about the relationship between you and food. And so what we see in the research and certainly what I've seen in, you know, the hundreds of women that have come to nutritional freedom is that this, you know, clean eating philosophy can really cause a strain in one's relationship with food in a very similar way that some of the more like obvious diets do. So, so maybe with like Weight Watchers or with you know tracking your macros in my fitness pal, you become obsessed with hitting the numbers, right? Um, and if you go over your numbers, you freak out. Well, then with clean eating, it's a very similar anxiety and a very similar pressure, but rather than the pressure being around you know the calories or the macronutrients, it's more about the you know overall integrity or sourcing of of the food. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that when taken to an extreme, it can be, you know, following this clean eating philosophy can strain your relationship with food just as much as some of the more obvious diets. All right. And so, what we know about dieting is that it increases the risk of eating disorders. And so, in our country, in the US of A, (laughs) 60% of Americans are trying to lose weight at any given time. And what is not surprising then is that 65% of women between the ages of 25 and 45 actually report disordered eating behaviors. Again, let's let me like walk you through this logic. Diets, dieting increases risk of eating disorders. 60% of Americans are dieting, they're trying to lose weight, and 65% of women between the ages of 25 and 45 report disordered eating behaviors. Isn't that interesting? 65%. So 
let's like just think about this in very real terms because this like feels very high level, but I want to bring this down to a place where you can like really conceptualize this. If you have three women in a room, if you have three women over for dinner, three of your girlfriends, or it's two of your girlfriends and you, two of y'all are likely to be engaged in disordered eating behaviors. Think about that in the context of your family. That could be like your mom and your sister or your group of girlfriends, the women that you work with, and ding, 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 who you follow on social media. Basically, what I'm saying is that in our country, and and I'm referring specifically to the US because that's what I've researched, and I did not look up these statistics for other countries, certainly, you know, other westernized countries, I would imagine the the stats to look pretty similar. But in the US, having a healthy and normal relationship with food is not the norm. It's it's not common. And yet, so many of us are trading strategies for health, quote unquote, with our friends and family or taking advice from so-called experts online. And most of us are suffering in our relationship to food and our bodies as a result. That is a big deal. Like that should raise a flag for you. Okay. So let's get back to the clean eating research. I just wanted to provide that as a little bit more context to this conversation. But there's a a study done in 2019 from the Journal of Eating Disorders, and they found that clean eating, as I said, has many different meanings, but it is largely viewed favorably even when it causes problems in functioning. And in fact, positive impressions of clean diets can actually signal a risk for disordered eating. So basically what this is saying is that clean eating, this like philosophy, benefits from this health halo thing, even when it actually in practice impairs one's physical or mental function. I'm going to take that down even like one more level. (laughs) Clean eating is viewed as healthy even as it's actively deteriorating one's health. Whoa. So as we get to the end of this episode, I'm going to challenge you to wrap your head around this idea, this question of clean eating, helpful or harmful. And I'm sharing the statistics and the stories, but I want you to look inward and answer that question for you. And if you don't know how to answer that question, because it is challenging to do that, I want to really encourage you to seek out a third-party perspective. And not like... (laughs) Not like maybe from friends and family, because I think we've like covered why that may not be super helpful. I would encourage you to, to seek out support from really a registered dietitian, maybe a therapist. Okay. So with that being said, the discussion of clean eating, this idea, this, this again, philosophy of clean eating often brings up orthorexia. Okay. So this is a term that was originally coined in 1998 and it basically means an obsession with proper or healthful eating, okay? And being aware of and being, you know, concerned with the nutritional quality of food isn't a problem in and of itself. We are like very much in kind of gray area territory here. We are in this like spectrum. We are wading through the spectrum. There is a, you know, normal healthy amount for one to be 
concerned with nutrition and health. And then there is the end of the spectrum in which you've gone too far, right? So people with orthorexia really, they basically become so fixated on healthy eating that they actually cause damage to their own well-being, all right? So some warning signs of this, and I will have the source of this list linked down below. I'll have the sources of all these studies linked down below so you can dig in for yourself. Um, But some warning signs of orthorexia include compulsive checking of ingredient lists and nutritional information, nutritional labels, an increase in concern about the health of ingredients, cutting out an increasing number of food groups, so all sugar, all carbs, all dairy, all meat, all animal products, an inability to eat anything but a narrow group of foods that are deemed, quote, healthy or pure, an unusual interest in the health of what others are eating, spending hours per day thinking about what food might be served at upcoming events, showing high levels of distress when safe or healthy foods aren't available, obsessive following of food and healthy lifestyle blogs on social media, and body image concerns may or may not be present. Okay? So the Journal for Eating Disorders study found that orthorexia and clean eating, something that they have in common is this like element of moral superiority. Okay, so they quote uh, a physician who said, the command to eat cleanly implies that everyone else is filthy, being careless with their bodies and lives. It comes with promises of energy boosts, glowing skin, spirituality, purity, and possibly immortality. But this nonsense is all based on a loose interpretation of facts and a desire to make the pursuit of well-being an obsessive full-time occupation. Uh, super interesting. The British Dietetic Association identified clean eating as their number one worst celebrity diet to avoid in 2017. And I just think that's, I, I just think it's kind of hilarious. And it so is kind of this like celebrity diet thing, right? As I've said before, like it's a philosophy, but even that word is probably like too <laughs> hoity-toity um, in a way. Like it's just kind of made up. Right. It's very, it reminds me of like goop. It just, to me, it just reminds me of Instagram. (laughs) It's not like, you know, even like the Mediterranean diet has, you know, far more like research to, to back it up. But this is just kind of something that we made up. So what do you do? What do you do with all of this information? So first, I would just say spend some time thinking on it right? Like spend some time taking everything I've shared with you, all the the facts and figures and the studies and run it through your filter, okay? The filter of your, your experience, your history. And a question that you can ask yourself if you've made this like conscious or unconscious decision to pursue a path of eating that is quote unquote clean, you can ask yourself what you've experienced as a result, What's been the upside physically? What about any downside? We just answer objectively. Answer for yourself objectively. And then what about mentally? Same question. What's been the upside and what's been the downside? What types of thoughts and feelings come up for you, specifically around food, as you pursue clean eating? If 
this is a concept that serves you and enables you and guides you to make nutritious choices that support your physical and mental health, that's great. But if it leads to food obsession, feelings of guilt and shame around dirty foods, or if it's had an impact on your relationships or your social life, I would really encourage you to take a closer look. And I'd encourage you to think about getting some professional support to help develop a way of eating that's truly healthy for you as a whole person. This is a gift and it really is like an incredible act of self-care. If you want to do it with my help, make sure your name is on our wait list. So I will have that link down below. As Scottish doctor Margaret McCartney put it, food should be our pleasurable fuel not our quest and destination. We're all going to die regardless of how much quinoa we eat. I thought that quote was pretty epic. So I cannot wait to hear what you think of this episode. Please take a moment to send me a DM on Instagram at Claire underscore Siegel and let me know what you think. What were your biggest takeaways? What questions came up for you? Um, I would love to hear from you. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Bye.